Welcome to Our Family Stories, the only podcast that shares stories about my awesome family, the Clausens, Hawkins, Victors, and a few visitors here and there. I love you guys, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Our Family Stories. Everybody, super excited to share this recording with you today. What it is, this comes from a recording done in 1995. It came off of VHS, so forgive the quality. We're uh, dealing with some older technology when it comes to this recording, but what it is, is it was a production put together by Kathy Middlebrook, and um, it's of our family asking a bunch of different questions for them. I think they all these questions were submitted and the interview the interviewers are Kathy Middlebrook, Debbie Middlebrook, Chubb, and Marilyn Curtis. And the video was filmed in on a beautiful day in the backyard of Grandma and Grandpa Clausen's house. And um, if you watch the video uh, just to give you kind of a visual um, it's just how I believe that anyone would remember Grandpa and Grandpa Claus and Grandma's wearing a, a white blouse with a with a full length skirt, and and uh, Grandpa's wearing a blue collared shirt where he's got his glasses sitting in his pocket. He's got khaki khaki pants, khaki slacks on with some white sneakers. It's just like I remember my grandparents and. Um, Throughout the recording, there's a few spots where it fades in and out. So as you're listening and it stops the audio for a bit, hang in there, it'll come back. And also, I debated what to do with this recording. I didn't know if I should do like two episodes because this is a two hour long recording or if I should just keep it all together. And in the end, I just thought I would just keep it all because I didn't really want it to split it up. I wanted it to be all all one, one recording together as it was put together that way. Um, so it's, it's pretty long, but it is super fun to listen to. And I think everyone will enjoy listening to some of these stories that they tell. Um, I would note, as I watch the recording, Grandma and Grandpa Clausen are so cute together. They they held hands constantly throughout, and I just thought that their banter back and forth was so was so cute and beautiful. And I think this is a this is just a gem, and I'm excited to bring it out to you guys. So hope you guys enjoy and let it roll. Hi, I'm here in Pasadena, California, in front of the beautiful home of Herb and Rosa Klassen, my grandparents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, your parents, 
and someday your great-great-grandparents. You know, they've lived in this house since November 11, 1950. That's 45 years. It's a lot of wonderful memories that they've had here. And today, we're going to talk with Herbert Rosa Clausen about some of those memories with the help of each and every one of you and asking the questions you've always wanted to know but were afraid to ask. So let's go and meet Herbert Rosa Clausen. Hi, Hi, Grandpa. Happy anniversary. 59 years. What about you, Debbie? You're going to wave to me. <laughs> <laughs> So how are you feeling today? I want to show you, I want to show you a picture of uh, a market that I worked in in 1949. It was in El Sereno, that's the other side of South Pasadena, and it just to come out of Los Angeles. And I looked about the same as I did there. <laughs> yes, you do. You know. As handsome as ever. <laughs> that's yeah. a crew for the market. Okay. I love that picture. This is how he looks. That's great. Okay, oh. they're looking good. Yeah. Oh, hold that up, hold that up. <laughs> That's how he looks. And these are some of our stores. We opened about maybe one or two a year for about ten years. These are the financial reports on the annual report, 1952. Well, I think we have a lot of questions that are going to cover all this stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So why don't we start yeah. with um, asking you two all about your childhood. So okay. um, Marilyn is going to take care of that. Okay. First of all, Mom, we got this great question. Um, what did your father do for a living? <laughs> well, my dad did several things. He was, um, he sold insurance, real estate, uh, he sold in, in, uh, musical instruments, and um, he traveled a lot. He was away from home quite a bit. He sold a lot of real estate in Lido Island. Lido Island, you know where that yeah. is? That was before and he... And they couldn't even give the property away. It was so cheap in those days. Now, is that down... What about, is that what Balboa. 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. What else did he do, Reggie? Um, Dad traveled a lot. We never saw him very much, really. He would, um, he was a beautiful, um, penmanship. He used to, uh, write certificates with, you know, fancy, um, writing. Um, Dad was a fun guy, and he always had jokes. He always he reminded me of her. He always had a joke, a special occasion. And he, when he was, we were in the um, in the Pasadena ward when we first moved here. He was uh, he taught the class, and everybody loved him. And then he was, I think he was counselor um, to the bishop. I remember him. And he worked clerk for a while too. And he worked clerk. Hmm. Interesting. So, Dad, I have a question. I was wondering about your parents. Where did they come from? Where were they born? Could you tell us a little bit about them? Well, we're really Danish all the way back. Uh, my dad... <coughs> one more. Oh, no. My dad was... Uh, his family was converted to the church by the Mormon missionaries in Denmark. Or who's Denmark? And uh, 
the Mormons weren't uh, too popular in Denmark in those days. So my dad and one of his buddies, he was just a young guy in those days, went to uh, one of the meetings at the missionary to holding. It's in the schoolhouse there in Oivers. And they were going to smoke them out. They had big old pipes in those days, you know, how the Danes and the Dutchmen used sort of curved pipes. And they were on the outside of the, outside of the room, <clears throat> and they were blowing smoke through the keyhole into the room, trying to smoke them out. Oh they were going to smoke them out, get them out of town, you know. They didn't like them. Lo and behold, they started listening a little bit about the doctrine of the church, the gospel. And they ended up joining the church. Hmm. And uh, they came to Utah in about 1875, something like that. And my grandfather was a uh, temple worker for how many years was it? Until he saw Lake Temple for years and years and years. They were really converted to the church. Hmm. But that's how they got over into the United States. That's interesting. That is interesting. Never knew that. <clears throat> okay, Mom, the question's almost the same for you. Well, where, where were your parents born? And uh, maybe you could tell us the memories that you have of them. Yes. My mother was born in Provo, Utah, and my dad was born in Minersville. Um, their family, on my mother's side, her, uh, her uh, mother and father joined the church in uh, Palestine. And her father was born in uh, Russia, in Odessa. His family were, were Russians, but they uh, went, they, uh, Germans, but they went to Russia. and. Uh, he went to uh, Palestine. He wanted to. Uh, he didn't want to join the army or the or the uh, service in Russia, so he went to Palestine. And uh, he met my grandmother when the uh, she was singing in the choir. I forget the name of the church, but uh, they were married and finally married, and uh, they joined the church. The first Mormon missionaries. Converted my grandma and grandfather in Palestine. Hmm. President Tanner was. Uh, President what? Tanner was the, the first missionary, the father of President Tanner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I understand, Dad, that you came from a big family. Uh, was it hard growing up in a big family in those days? <laughs> That's a good question. I think families in those days were different than they are today. You worry about the kids from the time they start into preschool until the time they get married and get out of high school. You know, you wonder what's going to happen to them. But in my day, my dad and mother put a pen overalls, high bib overalls on us. We went barefooted all summer long with stub toes and big old bandings and over, over our big toes chubby <laughs> well I'll tell you when you stub your toe you really, it really hurt <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't have, 
The only time we wore shoes when we went to primary or Sunday school. Okay. <laughs> we get out in the, in the country and we uh, we have a ball. How many brothers and sisters did you have? My family, I think. Six in my family, and my dad and mother divorced in 1925. And he married my stepmother, Jesse Taylor. Jesse Taylor at the time. And then she got she got a divorce just before that. So then they had seven kids. Seven? No, no, no. She had no. seven. Yes, well, they had uh, three. They had three. So wow. seven. They had Bob, Chris, and Alvin, Herb's youngest brothers. They'd be his half brothers. Mm -hmm. Wow, big family. Mm -hmm. That's great. Uh, can you what was the relationship, family relationship, uh, with your brothers and sisters? Kind of okay. Childhood. Yeah. Times that um, we had together. We, I remember in really. I remember in Venice especially. I guess I moved uh, to um, California when I was only two. I thought I was six, but uh, when I look back, my brother is about only two years older than I am. And so he was, born, he was born in Santa Monica. He was younger. Yes. He was born in Santa Monica. <coughs> so, uh, and then uh, and Joy was born in Venice. So my family moved to Venice. And I grew up there as a young child. And um, I remember the fun years that we had. I, I took dancing. And I used to go to a little uh, dancing studio there on facing the ocean. And it was fun because uh, I took the bus by, by myself. And uh, it was by a fast, uh, not an alley, windward. Is that the street? Windward in Venice. And uh, but I love to dance. My mother paid for my dancing lessons by she she sewed for the teacher. And I took piano lessons and mother also sewed for her. But uh, usually we'd always go to the beach. I'd take the neighbor kids and my brother and Joy. I think I would I was take would take Joy. So we'd walk to the beach. It was about a mile and a half. So how old were you at that time? About ten. Oh my goodness. You're responsible for all these kids. My mother trusted me and she never did go to the beach. We would stay there and what was the fun thing? We would there was a plunge too in Vienna, so sometimes we would go into the plunge, I don't know it was ten cents or so to get in. But uh, what was the tree? We'd always buy an ice cream cone and they would dip it in ice uh, chocolate. And we thought that was <laughs> But the hamburgers we did, we always took our lunch. We had a sack lunch. We walk home with a wet, sandy baby. Oh, ow. <laughs> <laughs> Miserable. But we'd always go again. But that's Tell them about the uh, Dinky Theater. Oh. <laughs> dinky Theater. <laughs> the, uh, the Dinky Theater is. Uh, no, I think, no, it isn't there. They used to have that little uh, neighborhood theaters in those days. Just a little mm -hmm. theater, and it was before the ta uh, talkies. So uh, they would be, they would play. I, I saw Janet, no, Janet Gaynor in... Um, Tell them about the front runner. 
I'll know. I'll get it after I get through it. <laughs> but anyway, it was fun. We'd take the, the kids, and we'd go in, and it cost us 10 cents, and they'd always give us a candy bar, a big root candy bar. That was included. They had cereals. You know, we would have to go next week to see what happened, and uh, it was just a fun childhood. And I always practiced dance. I mean, I, I loved to jump and run and do all the tricks that the kids do now. <laughs> she was pretty good at it, too. Yeah, she was. How does he know? Well, I understand you left home when you was pretty young. Uh, why did you do that, and what effect did that have on your life? Good question. I don't know. One thing about Idaho, I didn't like it. From the time I moved there, I didn't like it. It's cold in the winter, loves snow, you know. And then it would freeze and then thaw up in the uh, springtime. It was muddy all the it's no Just sounds like a typical winter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. So I, I really never did like uh, Idaho. But then my dad mother broke up, you know. And then, uh, Did that have a... My dad, he was going to come down to California and... Was that one of the reasons you left home, was because your mom and dad broke up? Pretty well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I thought you were in Utah. Oh, it was Idaho. Oh, How old were you? You know, Preston is, Preston Yeah, Idaho. oh yeah. Is that when you left? Oh. It was when you were in Preston. He was only 13. Oh, gosh, Dad. Then I came down here and my Aunt Biddy. Thank goodness for Aunt Biddy. She was a good aunt. She was. Took us in. And I lived with them for four or five years. Yeah. When I went to high school. And it's interesting. His, her granddaughter was with um, Beverly, and the Beverly married my brother, so we both married into the closet. Uh, Beverly and I were cousins. Cousins. So how old, how old was you when you were? Uh, 13. <laughs> Got into California on uh, Halloween night. I remember going down the speedway. Rosie talking about now? She lived right in there. You know? Not we, very far. We, we didn't know that. I didn't know that. She didn't know that. Uh, well, we, we probably, like ships <laughs> in the night, we passed each other, you know? Probably. Until we got to Pasadena. <laughs> well, he said that he delivered papers, and I lived off of Lincoln, and he delivered papers during that time. So probably. He said he went down my street. Street. <laughs> <laughs> We're destined to be together. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. But she's just a little snob nosed kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can she's say only, She's only ten, nine or ten years old. <laughs> See, I'm five years older than she was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was just a little kid. You know, I often think about yeah. when I was going with her, you know, before we got married. I was really going with a girl who was not of age. No, you weren't. They could have been arrested. Yeah, you could have. I could have been arrested. You could have been arrested. <laughs> <laughs> you probably should have been arrested. 
Well, my question here, Mom, is what was the latest fashion while you were growing up? Well, let's see, now in the, uh, the 20s, see, my sister was uh, about that age, and I, I always looked up to her, Dorothy. That's when she was starting to make hats. And um, she would wear the, the dresses that were straight, and low waistline, and I just loved those styles. But I was a little young for that time. But um, well, the be I have a hat here, uh, but this was during um, it was in the probably the 40s or the 50s mm -hmm. and my sister made this hat and Barbara my sister other sister made this hat but uh, Dorothy was the milliner and she always made my hat and that's all my clothes mm -hmm. when I got a new suit well she would make me a hat yeah high fashion fashion yeah well, we all had fashionable Dorothy we looked up to Dorothy and she'd see that we made a hat she'd make a hat mm -hmm. I remember uh, when I was getting married Mother made me a navy blue taffeta long jacket and skirt, and Dorothy made me the hat. I wish I had a Everybody loves. <laughs> One another. <laughs> okay, Grandma, this is for you. What was the first thing that attracted you to Grandpa, and was it love at first sight? It was a biological instinct. <laughs> to me. Well. <laughs> Can we well, ask a know? sex question now? <laughs> okay. We had a dance in our, in our ward. <laughs> All right, here we go. We had a, I don't, let's see, we had a, uh, I don't forget what kind of a dance it was in our ward. We loved to dance. Yeah, boys had green and gold, eh? Well, green and gold. gold or green and gold or whatever it was. But I uh, was graduating from uh, the 10th grade, and so I invited Grandpa to go to my graduation. And you know what? I thought she graduated from junior college. All right, let college. me tell it. Let me tell <laughs> it. Junior high school is what I heard. Yeah, I could have been. Oh, you're let, let me tell the rest of the story. <laughs> okay. So uh, he came and picked me up. And you know what? This was what I wore at my graduation. When I graduated from the 10th grade, they had a graduation right here at the school. And this was a pretty little dress, lace dress. Oh, how cute. And you know, he sent me an orchid that oh. afternoon. So I wore that with this dress. Oh. After that, we went to the Civic Auditorium, and I don't know who the big band was playing, but we went and danced. And we sort of liked to dance a little bit. And so, we just, I guess we just fell in love with Thursday. And, uh, yes, he kissed me. Good night. 
and I liked it. <laughs> so after that, um, graduated, and then I went on to high, uh, went to uh, Muir. In fact, I was signed up to go to, to um, I might as well tell you all the stories. I was going to go to the city college. Uh, they had two years of high school and two years of college at that time. So I signed up there. We were living on uh, South Holliston, only about a half a block from the city college, so I could really walk over it real easy. But I was thinking about, I, would, I wanted to become a, um, a um, hairdresser. They had a real good uh, program at John Muir. It was a technical college, a technical high school. And so they had a real good program. I wanted to become a, uh, what do you call it? Cosmetologist. Cosmetologist. So I went up there to sign up, and I needed, I had to have $8, and I didn't have the money. Oh. She had to have $8 for supplies. She supplies or to sign up for the course, so I signed up for uh, costume designing. And huh? I'm glad I did, because I it. Yeah. Of course, my mother was a dressmaker. My sister was a milliner, and Barbara was a, a, a beautiful designer. So I automatically went along with it, and I loved it, and I'm glad I did it. You've been so, to the hairdresser, though, you? No, I loved it. you do yes. everything well. Well, I used to uh, do all the hair. All, and we lived in the, a little court there on South Holliston, and there were two or three people that lived there, and I would fix their hair. Of course, we, I, uh, it's a wave. You don't roll them up or anything like that. I set their hair by waving their hair. Oh, I didn't know that. Did you wave set? Yeah. That was called. I think so. But anyway. Cold wave? Cold wave. Mm -hmm. Cold wave. So I um, went on to uh, John Muir and I loved it. Loved it. I had fun at college, at school. And graduated. Do you want me to tell you the rest of the story? Yeah, right up until you got married. Okay, yeah. it's getting close. <laughs> Graduated from high school and uh, in June, and we were married August the 12th, 1936. The same year. She, kind of, she uh, kept in contact with all her friends in the sewing class for years. How many years? We met for years with our, our, our teacher. Really? This is Cole. Every year we met together. We went to a, uh, let's see, it was a 36, no. That's it was the 35th anniversary, and Herb went with me, so we went together. But uh, it's been, I think it's been 56, no, it's 59 years ago. <laughs> That I graduated in 39 years ago. More now, because you've been married up to now. I know, I graduated. I graduated the same year. Remember? Oh, you did? <laughs> never. <laughs> he doesn't remember. Well, she was young, wasn't she? <laughs> she well, was. this wasn't the 10th grade graduation, this was the 12th grade graduation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. Well, it's fun. Okay, Grandpa. Um, what was the first thing that attracted you to Grandma? It's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I think, number one, I I thought 
Well, she's just a nice, clean, good-looking gal, for one thing, you know. And she liked to dance, and both belonged to church. I think that was the main purpose, main reason that I got attracted to her, because I didn't want to marry out of the, out of the church. I always had that in the back of my mind for years. When I was to high school, I wanted to marry, marry in the church. So we got going to neutral together, dancing together, and parties. We had the same circle of friends, you know. Same, same ideals. Right. I'd say Rosie's higher than mine, but... Oh, you've got high ideals, too, Dad. I was pretty good, yeah. I should well, say. Because you had high ideals. She didn't marry you. Right. If she'd Known all about you. She probably wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> we had some fun friends. You know, none of us were. We were. We were just starting out together with young families, and uh, I used to. I belonged to a group of girls that met once a month. We met. We met all. Steve Seems the grandmother. I I was I went. <laughs> I, I joined the club when I was first married. So you can see we we met up until about four years ago, three years ago. Steve's mother. Uh, I mean, yeah. grandmother was a member. With her. What a fun gal she was. Just, we just had fun time. We'd bring our sewing or chat or whatever. Some of the girls loved to play. Oh, Marion loved to play bridge. And uh, But now she doesn't. I don't, well, she doesn't play anything anymore. <laughs> she doesn't do anything, huh? <laughs> it's sad. You know, it's our friends that are drifting away. And, and uh, Dad and I are lucky that... We're still so you don't meet now. together anymore? Yeah, we don't meet anymore. I thought, you, left, but well, we seen the I thought you did up until just recently. Well, we see the girls quite right often. We're really involved. And there's not too many left now, mm. right? Yeah. Around. Their health is either bad or they passed away or moved away or something, yeah. you know. So. That's the way life, life is. Life is. That's the way life is. Mm -hmm. Oh, Grandpa, um, we know that you kissed Grandma at the dance, but um, we want to know, describe it before before you kissed her and after you kissed her, how you felt. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting into sex. Now we're getting the truth. I don't know. <laughs> You're going to cry? <laughs> I'm not going to cry. <laughs> we better be careful how I answer the question. <laughs> I wonder who asked that question. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> Could you please repeat that question? Describe. I might have to use the meat chip. I don't remember the kiss. I, I, know it's <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay. I'm a kiss mom. <laughs> which day turn you on, mom? <laughs> she liked it. <laughs> when I got home, I, uh, I got ready to go to bed. My, I was sleeping with my brother. He said, he said I was singing Love and Bloom. <laughs> Ben, 
Oh, I forget the name. Denver and each? I guess I forget the rules. It was a big brown rose. <laughs> oh, Grandpa, um, how did you propose to Grandma? Well, that's an interesting question. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we just took it for granted we were going to get married. <laughs> and so uh, we went out one time. I forget where we were. We got to a show where a dance or something. I said, Rosie, I think, you know, they're going up on the marriage license. It's three dollars. We can we, I don't. We get a license now for $2. I think we better go to, <laughs> go to City Hall and you buy it. You know something? The marriage license is only good for two weeks. Oh. So we lost our two bucks. <laughs> so that cost you four, three, yeah. or five? Honey. Well, did you go buy a license? And we went to buy a license. So yeah, we really did. And the next day, Rose's mother's took the clipping out of the Star News and brought over to her and says, what's this all about? Oh, she didn't know about it? <laughs> she didn't know oh, no! <laughs> See, with these things, we never talk. <laughs> you didn't realize they'd put it in the paper, huh? She didn't, that was so bad now. They had the you know, the matter of record public rage. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> See, now you know the truth. So was she happy? She, she didn't. She was real liked her. She liked her very much oh, for the dad, and they never, they never, uh, they never questioned, questioned him about at all. Oh. Really did. <laughs> and then when I look, when I look back, that wasn't right to do that to my mother, but she accepted it. Just yeah. And we were in a low court and. Uh, it was really tight. It was during the Depression, and uh, we lived on Holliston, South Holliston. My brother was sleeping on the back porch, and Joy and I were sleeping on the bedroom, and Mother and Daddy were sleeping in the front room with a, uh, a bed that rolled out, and they had the front room. <laughs> so I felt, you know, I was growing up, and, I, and Barbara and Dorothy were living in Santa Monica together. Uh, no, Barbara had gotten married. That's right. And uh, they were. She was in Santa Monica until she got married. That's when we moved to Pasadena. And so. Um, so Rosie made a decision. So I made a decision. I loved him. I thought I did, and I know I did. He was a good family. I met his family. I loved all of them. The Clausens were great to me. And so. Uh, at that time, I mean, it, it just brought a lot of joy to me to be with him. And like he said, we were both active in the church. That's when I became active. I never did go to primary. I, I didn't, I wasn't really active in the church until I moved to Pasadena. I was 15. So what year did you get married? 1936. What was the date? August 12th. August 12th? today, 59 years today, it's hard to believe it's gone fast. Mm -hmm. Well, um, Grandma, tell us about your first few months as a newlywed. What were some of the trials and some of the, the wonderful moments that you had? Well, I know one time I had to take her to the work. 
Do I have a license then? No. <laughs> oh my God. I learned to drive, but I. Oh. I had to take him to. Because it just. There was no automatic in those days. You had to shift gears. Shift. shift. It was shift. And you had to know when to accelerate and when not to accelerate and when to put the car in the gear and when not to put it <laughs> yeah. in the gear. And I was just trying to remember why did I have to take you to work well, we'd overslept, baby. We stayed in bed too long. <laughs> okay. Well, we can relate to that. Or was it when I made the uh, waffles and then the waffle stuck to the to the waffle iron? <laughs> no, it's probably because you slept too long. <laughs> oh, and I remember, who was it? Mother, if you don't know what to make. You can always make cream tuna over toast. <laughs> Did she tell you that? Yeah. <laughs> she was a good cook. My mother was there. Especially with meat. meat. Yeah. She cooked uh, <laughs> lamb. Lamb. I don't know that. Lamb. She didn't even know what lamb was. Grandma says lamb. But she had to take a 10 cent a pound mutton leg. You know mutton? Older animals, tough to the boot and all that stuff. Oh. And once she got through with it, delicious. Oh. How did you know it was that? Because I remember those days. <laughs> okay. Nobody had any money. <laughs> um, describe your first apartment or house that you and Grandpa lived in. That's easy. We lived, we, uh, lived in the North... Raymond Avenue in Pasadena in a little court. Way up by uh, Woodbury Road. Near Woodbury. Still there? I think it's still there. I think so. And it has it was a front room, a kitchen, and a bedroom. It's a nice little apartment. That's all there was. Twenty five bucks a month. Wow. And twenty five dollars oh. a month. <laughs> but that was tough coming up with yeah, twenty five. Back then. And so we've lived there for about three months and to save a we, bit. we heard of an to apartment on North Holliston down around Colorado that was, uh, we could share with some older women. Upstairs in this apart, this nice big house they had it upstairs. And, um, For 12 uh, bucks? No. This no, way. honey, I think it was, uh, I think it was 17. It was 17. We had a common bathroom. Had to, had to share. Had to share. But these little old ladies were nice, you know. Well, we were there until uh, July, and I remember. Bob I was, came with That's when us. I. Bob was with us until he graduated from high, high school. school. Oh my gosh! And so he was in there. We had a little bed out. He's always in the back porch. Unless he's <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I, when we were in Venice. I don't know. He's on the back porch. On the back porch. <laughs> But he slept on the porch out off this, uh, in sort of a, uh, what, a veranda or something? Something like that. It was sort of a nice little area. But he had, we had a bed out there, and that's where he slept. He graduated until, he graduated from high school here. And then, then he went down to Santa Monica. Then he went to Santa Monica. But that was $17 a month. So we were saving eight bucks. So how much well, would you be making a month at that time? See, where was I? Christmas? I'd make them twenty-two fifty a week. Oh. So that's what a hundred, no, ninety dollars a month. Were you going to tell them about Christmas? How's your Christmas? No, no, we're going to tell them about how you work there. Later. Later. Oh, oh. Okay.
Grandpa, um, after 59 years of marriage, what are the qualities you most admire in Grandma? Well, one thing about Grandma, she's loyal to her family. And I don't know what she's just... When they first got married, when we got... When we married, when we lived here, first moved here. <clears throat> There's some kind of a controversy with her neighbors. She was Catholic. I don't think she liked the moments for one thing. And Jim and one of his friends took berries. I don't know why she did that berries. And they threw it over the, threw it the side of the house there. And it was white, you know. Not so we had a problem. But Grandma stood right up, right beside of him, stood up for him. Said, well, we're going to take care of it, but nobody is going to run over my kids. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll do the correct thing. But that's why she was with all, all the kids. Well, all the kids used to congregate you know, they did a <clears throat> meeting over here, and she was in charge of the Cub Scouts, and the dead mother for the Cub Scouts, and, and primary president, were you? Two years. And I had Cub Scouts. I'll never never forget that year. I had Cub Scouts, and uh, I was a blazer teacher, and we had Herb's mother living with us. Uh, and that lot. was before we added to the house. They had, they could do, I mean, we only had... No, she used to sleep in the, in the bed. So, we've had a lot of changes. It was good. But the kids used to really love to come here, and... This back area here was a big playground, you know. We used to go to little league games, and then uh, Steve got interested in football at the high school, and we used to go down to Roy Bowl quite often. In fact, we sort of tied our whole life in with the kids, whatever they were doing, like Marilyn, sure. Duke, and everything. Marilyn was involved in. I remember uh, at uh, Mutual, what was that, um, he dressed up with a crew prison? I think it was Cinderella. Cinderella. And that was a fun production. She wore a pretty white dress that we had. But Mom used to help him with the costumes, you know, and the church productions and so forth. Well, um, same question for you, Grandma. What qualities do you most admire in Grandpa? Well, I'm kind of close now. <laughs> yeah. That's I know man. he's a pretty smart guy. He's sharp. <laughs> I love him. He always has a, uh, he's like my dad. He always had a, a fun joke. I don't know where they come from. He could tell you a joke right now that I'd never heard before. <laughs> <laughs> Want to tell a joke? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I loved him, and uh, he, he went right up the ladder in, in the business when he was in working as a, a butcher there for a while. Well, um, the offer came to him to be meat buyer for the whole chain of market basket, and I knew he could do it. Um, he loved people. He was always, like you say, you know, he was, he was warm and, and uh, 
just love to be around these men and uh, these beautiful gals in the market basket. I, I can see why sometimes why he's the work late. No, I'm just about your wedding night? Oh, that's intimate. I should not <laughs> that. That Well, I heard you have a good story to tell, so. Well, oh, what happened is uh, we, we, I got sick. You know, I got an upset stomach. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> we were at the hotel, and we checked out and went to Laguna from Long Beach. Yeah, but not that night. The That's next right. day we were uh, Anyway, we, we got as far as Long Beach and went out to dinner. I think we got made around 6 o'clock. We did a lot of stupid things. I don't want you to get kids to do it. 6 o'clock. <laughs> you know, do, do, do it upright. But anyway, I didn't want to go to my uh, own reception. You know, it was a rose of the mothers and I felt bad yeah, about cake. it. And everything, and he went by and didn't even stop. And I felt guilty about it every single No, I, I've never told anybody this. Mm. No, he's telling us. See, he can get pretty. He started, sort of. He told me something then, didn't he? <laughs> Honey, that, 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 you're supposed to be All right. understanding. That Go ahead. All right. I, I, well, I forgive you after 50 years. I was only thinking about one thing that night. <laughs> Here, here. <laughs> so we got in this hotel down in Long Beach. We didn't have a lot of money, you know. Uh, I could go over yeah, but it wasn't very much. And uh, we got settled for the night. <clears throat> Rosa went in the bathroom and started putting on her nightgown. <clears throat> she came out and crawled into bed. And I stand at the window. The window was... The blinds were up and it was a beautiful moonlight night like last night, you know. She said, aren't you coming to bed, honey? I said, I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> so she went, she went dozed off and about a half an hour later she woke up and I was still standing there. <laughs> you believe him, I'm sure. <laughs> she said, honey, aren't you coming to bed? You've been there an awful long time. Don't worry about it. I'll be here in a minute. So she went to sleep, and she woke up about an hour later, and I was still at the window. <laughs> she said, are you afraid to come to bed or something? I said, no, but my mother told me that it's going to be the most beautiful night of my life. <laughs> I, didn't want, I didn't want to miss any of it. <laughs> so was that really a joke? I thought that really happened. Yeah, that's, that's a true story. It's a true story, guys. Don't you remember? Maybe I should tell it. <laughs> okay, let's hear your version of it. <laughs> Divulge your soul. I've divulged mine. <laughs> I lost it that just night. A, just, <laughs> a, 
Well, I guess the the next subject we go to is parenting. <laughs> After the wedding night, now parenting. <laughs> um, one of the questions we have here is, um, what are your most outstanding memories of me and Steve and Jim? You ask your mom? You're both of you. Okay. This is for both of you, actually. Well, we have a lot of fun memories of all three of you. Mom was a darling little gal. Your dad just loved her. He just worshipped Marilyn. And uh, he wasn't off very long. He worked five, six days a week. So he wasn't around very much. But I remember Marilyn. She loved we had a, She had a darling little girlfriend that would come over. Lila, playhouse, playhouse all day, dress up. And uh, I remember one time Herb and I went, we were gone for part of the day. And uh, you and Lila clean house. You vacuumed and dusted and can you imagine little girls doing that? They really went to the house too. <laughs> I guess they thought it was dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but um Marilyn was a fun little gal. Everybody loved her. She always had a lot of friends. Marilyn was uh, special. Oh, I have a picture of her. I should have it right now to give it to Marilyn, but I will get it to um, I have a picture of her when she was first, her first day of school. She And I can't believe it. Did we used to walk with you, Marilyn, or did we... Did you walk to school by yourself? No, yeah, I did. Now when I go up there to that, <clears throat> she went to uh, Jackson Elementary. Yeah. And you know Marilyn, well now, is pretty dangerous. Uh, Lincoln gets scary up there now. Yeah, it was all the way up one thing. I think that you walked that far. Yeah. It was about two miles. Just about. One way. Because I didn't have a car to pick you up. No, I walked. Did you walk with your friends? I can only remember a lot of times just walking by myself. But I, think then, I, I think they were friends. And I remember yes. one time. Yes, then, uh, Mr. Fabian used to take you a lot later on. Yeah. To school. Mm -hmm. And one time you were playing on the playgrounds and fell and you ran home, or you came home and you had a concussion. Concussion. Mm -hmm. No, it's stupid of that teacher to let you do that, too. Well, actually, Did I didn't tell the teacher. No. I didn't tell anybody. I was afraid to go the, to the nurse. And um, I just decided, so I went to, to class because it happened during lunch, lunch period. And I went to class, and I kept getting these black, Ooh, my blackouts. Yeah. And I'd just have to open and blink my eyes, and I could see for a while, and then it'd go black again. And then I just decided, then I started, went home, and I was went home that way. And then I told Mom that what had happened. She immediately took me to the emergency, and I had a concussion. Yeah. I had flip, was flipping over on the rings, and I went over too fast, and went flat on my back, on my head, on the black asphalt, and a lot of kids were getting killed at that time on that. Ooh. Well, they changed it. 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 They changed
They've changed it to altogether what they've done to it. But they don't need, they don't build them like that anymore. No. They put them over sand, if anything, yeah. like a sandbox or something. Yeah, yeah. This there was nothing underneath. It was just black asphalt. Mm-hmm. You know, took took piano for a while, and I was glad to get her started on piano. She did real well, and uh, we had a piano teacher that was character we found out oh. it was scary and so we got rid of him but I'll tell you but uh, yeah, you never know he was recommended by one of the gals in the ward it was um, Franzen Franzen yeah and then uh, she, she took piano, and she took uh, dancing lessons and Sharon did Sharon uh, lay low with take dancing at the same time I don't remember. Okay. What about memories of Steve? Oh, Steve, he was uh, something. <laughs> <laughs> he was awfully active. Well, <laughs> he reminded me of so many boys. He really was. Marilyn maybe can remember. He never, never nothing scared him. He'd get on a roof and like he was sort of fly Superman. down. Like Superman. <laughs> One time we found it, uh, he came in the back back uh, for, uh, door and uh, he was all covered with soot. And he had gone, we have a, had a real, well, a barbecue, outdoor barbecue that had a chimney, place. quite a wide chimney, a uh, brick chimney. But he showed the children how Santa Claus went down the chimney. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I really don't know if he went down and out, or if he went down and back up. <laughs> anyway, it came in. It's amazing you didn't get so stuck. black you couldn't even tell. I mean, what I know. <laughs> not very old, but the kids loved him. Yeah, he, he used to call him by his first name when I was down to the emergency hospital. Yeah, he used to go down there all the time. <laughs> Broke his arm. Oh, he um, done all the time. Do you think that he was having child abuse or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he was so well liked. And then he Sweet used to. Cowboy. He got to a point where he wouldn't sleep at night. He'd crawl out of his crib. He came well, into our room, you know, about two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock, or whatever it was. Well, when he was a young, when he was baby, honey, he was only a baby. He was about probably, I'd say, year and a half, two years old. And uh, I used to, when I put him to bed, I would put him in a harness. And when I think about it, you know, yeah. Mom used to take him downtown, and she had a harness like she had on his dogs, you know? Yeah, so I had to have him uh, attached to that, because he would just... You turn around and you'd be gone. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, he was real active. So you can see why some of his kids... <laughs> Some of the children are like that. Real active. Jamie's active. Oh, they all are. <laughs> <laughs> and what about Jim? Oh, Jim. All right, Jim. He's our little darling. Jim is a darling at the primary. We, all the little girl teachers loved him. When he was a baby, I used to go to uh, visiting teacher with Claire Smith, and we'd always take Jim with us. And uh, he just grew up in primary, and he just took it for granted that this is where he was going to go. Do uh, 
he was involved in, in uh, clarinet. He did clarinet for about five years. And I wish that he could keep it up. He was doing it. He was in the band over at uh, high school and everything, you know. He was in band. He played football in uh, junior high school, but he, didn't, he played in the band in high school. And he seemed to love it. And a lot of girlfriends. Always doing something fun. Uh, <clears throat> what is one thing you would have done differently when raising your children? Yes, Well, I don't think I've done any personally. I don't think I've done anything differently. Our kids have turned <clears> out really good kids. Maybe I tried to share more time with them and be with them more often than longer periods of time. But in those days, it was hard to make a fair a living. You know, yeah. I was working around sixty hours a week all the time, so it was sort of a handicap. Though. But they were always involved in things, especially in, in church. And I always remember taking vacations every summer. Yeah, we always had a fun was kind of yeah. a traditional we did, family we did pretty, way. We did pretty well. Yeah. We do uh, Laguna quite often, and Yosemite, and did we go to... Uh, we did do Laguna a lot. Kern River. Kern River. We, we went a lot of places. Kauaia, uh, Sequoia. Sequoia. Korea? Korea. Korea River? Fishing. Fishing. Had some fun times. Yeah. Was, is there, uh, did you ever have a hard time raising your children? Really? What do you mean by that? I don't by remember. That? You mean, uh, did you have some, ever have hard times? Children that were uh, hard to take care of. Yeah. Were, were there ever any hard times when you were know? raising them that maybe they had Rebelled. You know, you were spaced quite a bit, all of them. <clears throat> Five years between Marilyn and Steve, and seven, eight years between Steve. I think it helped a lot to have Marilyn older. And Marilyn was always there. She helped us raise the two boys. She was 13 when Jim was born, and uh, she was a sweetheart when we first moved here. Well, no. Yeah, we had been here only a few months when Jim was born. Mother came over. Yeah, I remember that. But I don't remember uh, the kids rebelling. No, we, really. we had good kids. No problem. We're lucky. We see how the kids are now. I think kids rebel more now than they used to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they're frustrated a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's true. Uh, <clears throat> what kind of effect did your parents have on you, have on you as a parent? What did, uh, how did it, they affect us? Uh-huh. Well, mother was, uh, a beautiful example. My dad, he was away from home, and I'm sorry that I can't tell you that I, I, I don't know my dad real well. But, uh, he was a very, uh, he always had a cute joke. Um, he did come over to visit us. I remember when you were first born. And, uh, don't you remember, honey? Well, he we worked, have a picture of him. He worked at the city hall for a while before they moved to 
downtown Monica. You live down there as a... In the city hall is in the bookkeeper, mm -hmm. TV department. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see, what else was there? What was that? What kind of effect did your parents have on you oh. as a parent? Well, Mother gave <clears throat> a lot of love. Concerned about her family. What do you think of I think you're right. I think it affected you. You influenced your whole life. Yeah, it did. When they were first, they moved here and, and started going to church. That changed my life around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, what was your favorite pastime at uh, high school? <laughs> high school, I, I didn't get involved with girls until I met Rosie. Because <laughs> I, I sort of scared of them. I heard a lot of different things about girls. So I was interested in uh, team sports, basically, but I, I had a... Had to work after school, you know. I had a paper route, Santa Monica out like in Santa Monica <clears throat> for about four or five years, and I had to deliver papers as soon as school's out. I had to go get the papers up to this paper place on Third Street over in Santa Monica, delivered them. Like Rosie said, I delivered her paper next door, and that happened. That took place all during high school days. But I was interested in the stage crew. I had two, two friends who were, one was the electrician on the stage crew and they put on plays, and the other was uh, in charge of the, what the, what other things they make, uh, scenery. Mm -hmm. So I was interested, I enjoyed it, I really did. Then I enjoyed, uh, I got involved in tennis quite a bit. San Marco has a, has a good tennis atmosphere for high school kids. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of, we had a lot of um, <clears throat> good tennis players come out of high school down there. Doigs, the Doigs, and the Starks, and several different families. So I used to play a lot of tennis uh, in high school on Saturdays and once in a while after school. Mm -hmm. And I just said the sports, but I didn't get to go out for them, you know. I only had intramural sports. But I think it's good for kids to be able to have a uh, team team concept. They can learn to work with other, other kids, enjoy sports. You got, you got too much competition there. They're taking the fun out of the good kids. Does that answer your question? It does. Occupation. Tell us, uh, after you got married, what you did for a living, and then how did you get into this, into the meat business, and how did you learn that business? Well, the meat business... Uh, what did you do directly, well, after, directly after you got married? What was you doing? I was in the market. Oh, yeah. I don't know why we got married because I couldn't afford it. 
to take care of a wife, you know, but we did. So everything came out okay. But those are depression years. And you kids will hear a lot about the Great Depression, but everything you hear is true. You know, it was rough days. Mm. But we didn't think it was that rough, did we, really? You couldn't find a job, really. And if you did find a job where you had to work for long hours and fifteen, eighteen dollars a week. Uh, and it's sort of reverting back to that now, you know. You've got plenty of jobs out there, but they don't pay any money, let's face it. Mm -hmm. So uh, I got a chance of going into a market to Murray Whitman's husband was working for Michael at 25 West Colorado Street. Old Town right now. Old Town. It's on the north side of the street of Colorado, about three. Right, you know where that alley goes down, and then you go to the mm -hmm. to the theaters in the mm -hmm. back there. Yeah, right there, twenty-five. For the career of Colorado and Fair just a few buildings west. So how I, I got a job and working for uh, in the delicatessen for fifteen dollars a week, I think it was fifteen or sixteen. And we worked from. Uh, 8 o'clock in the morning until 6 at night during the week. And then we had to work from 8 in the morning to 9 o'clock on Saturdays, or Sundays. So that's how I got started in the market business. It just went from there, you know. Is that when you went to work for market basket? basket? Yeah. yeah, I got to know you know, as a people. So we went to the Union Hall, you know, and we all got to know each other. So I knew Michael Vasco was a good company, and I made that profession and I got a job there. And uh, we were, we were, we were, we were When did you become manager? Was that in the office? Yeah. I took care of. I got to be a manager in, uh, just before the war, I believe. Thirty-two, forty-one. But I want to show you this picture there. It's called the Golden Star Flight. Trying to come down a little light, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hold it open. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you'd Hold it open so we can zoom in on it. Look at that. Mom, huh? gorgeous. Hey. Wait a minute, Dad. Okay. Let him zoom in. Got it? We got it. We got it. Oh, okay. Look at that fruit yeah, yeah. on there. <clears throat> Went up the ladder a little bit on Michael Basket. Got to be a manager and then a supervisor and then a buyer. And this, the odds of buyer at this time. And they, this man here represented Armand Company, Armand Company star hams and bacons and so forth, smoked meats. So he came in the buyer's office one day and said, Arjun, he knew Rosie real well. Myers, his name was Wilbur Myers. He said, how would you, how would you, how would you like to go on a flight? 
airplane flight. Our first flight. I said, flight? That's when the, the big jets first came out, you know. Just started. I said, I don't know. I'm going to have to go home and think about it. Can't you believe that? Came on and talked to about it. Well, on this particular flight, they take you up. Pick you up at the International Airport, LAX, and they flew down the coast. Down to San Diego. Down, almost down to Guadalajara, down to the tip of California. On this beautiful plane, Continental Airlines. And they served us ham dinner in the flight. On the Really? First class, you know. Uh-huh. And served whatever you had that wanted to drink in the dinner and so forth. Because they wanted to introduce the Sam on the market. Oh. Which coming up. Oh, my gosh. So, we just said, well, it's tough, but. So we decided to go, you know. We got the, the schedule when we were supposed to be over at LAX and so forth. I said, Georgie, I don't know really, I don't want to go now. Oh, uh, really? I didn't think. So I said, uh, Let's go. We, we decided to go. So the night we went, I came home after work to get dressed, get ready to go and so forth. And I took a, I don't know where it is now, plain piece of paper. And I wrote my last will and testament. <laughs> 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 I don't think I blame you. I <laughs> uh, left it on the table the next. What time? What year was it? I don't know. The date on there. Let me see. I think I'm laughing about that thing so often. <laughs> but it was a, just a wonderful evening. We really enjoyed it. Oh. Yeah, was well, that when they, they, uh... Then they had the whole, uh, the whole, air, the whole uh, jetliner was full of people. And they, uh, no. Is that had the table set and everything. It's just a nice, nice time, you know. And, they, and then they just pull you right back. Yeah. Just well, you know, yeah. I got hooked on uh, flying that, that yeah. night, and I've... Liked it ever since. Liked it ever since. I, I don't huh. have any qualms about it at all. Yeah. What company was it invited on the ship? Oh, that was the Norwegian Consul General in L.A. They were promoting the Norwegian products like cheese and chocolate. They had the best chocolate. So they gave us a basket as everybody left. That's where that basket's from. You know the big basket with the great big handle? Right there. There it is. No, it's it. No, it's in the. Uh, I put it in the uh, the basement. But when we got ready, you, but you've had, seen that basket. We had a big uh, filled up with smorgasbord, I guess. Yes. Oh my goodness! Right. Big long tables up on the deck of the ship. It was right off in uh, L.A. Harbor. Oh. And they had all these Norwegian products. Oh. And the stewards were serving it. First class. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Those were the best years of my <laughs> <laughs> Used every Christmas. Well, you Marilyn knows. Yeah. Every Christmas. Gifts of all kinds. We always look the gifts. Christmas time, we used to, I got to, you know, I got, I felt a little embarrassed. We had so many gifts coming to the yard, the house here. Unbelievable. Turkeys, ham, salami. We used to get a big old stick of salami 
some down to, somewhere down in Virginia every year. You know, I, I never did hell. any business with them. I remember that. Yeah, there's. Are we going to? And these, uh, this is down in Southeast, Gallo, Southeast, out of San Francisco. And I miss that stuff. <laughs> and Rosie would get a great big old package of different types of wrapping paper from the paper company. All of the, all of the uh, wrapping that she needed for the whole Christmas season. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Well, Mom, you, you've always loved to sew, and, um, and you're so good at it. How, how did you develop this wonderful talent that you have? Well, you know, I've been around it most of my life, I guess. Mother was such a beautiful store. She always, she made, I remember during the Depression, that's when she started sewing. Can you show some of those fashions you, you had there? Um, yes. Well, okay, well this little dress is what I wore when I graduated from 10th uh, Junior High School. Junior high now, did your mother make that? Uh, I don't think mother made this. Okay. But uh, she could have. It looks like it's handmade. Yes. But uh, I thought I was going to try it on, but no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get in again, can you? <laughs> <laughs> she could. Yeah. She could. Pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. But anyway, I wore this that night when Kurt gave me an orchid. And uh, we had to out dancing. What about that? So, uh, what about the um, the pictures of the fashions? Oh, yeah. Those kind of things that you. Here's the fashions, but this is uh, about the year. Let's see. I think it's uh, maybe Maryland's. uh, In the fifties. Fifty-sixties. I think it's. I think you better get your glasses on. Oh no, 1956. This was when Maryland graduated from high school. High school. Cute styles, weren't they? Oh. <laughs> Do you remember those styles? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> They're darling. So you picked up your sewing from your mother? Was that what Yes, you... I did. And uh, I just made, I made all my clothes. Yeah. And mine I made all your clothes. Meryl, I remember when mine you went too. to college. Mm-hmm. I sewed in the den. It was just before we added to the house, added to the, the back part. Yeah. And uh, I sewed all over that den. Yeah. And you were busy. Made her suits. Jackets. Yeah. You name it. It was fun because it was for my old jacket. She had a poodle jacket. Remember the poodle jacket? Marilyn had a poodle skirt. Poodle skirt. You wore the poodle skirt. I've worn that poodle skirt. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have. But see, my sisters, well, all Dorothy sewed. Barbara was a beautiful sewer. When, yeah, I, when I looked up to them, you know, they were all very artistic, and I thought, well, maybe I can do this. Well, you've got just as much and I artistic had just ability as I and, uh, and I was lucky to have a little gal and so forth. 
Okay, Deb, the next category that we have for our miscellaneous question. And one of the questions we have here is, if you could have one wish come true today, what would it be? It's very easy to answer that. I'd like to get more college education. Mm -hmm. And I would get it. If I had the order, then that's what to do. Because mm -hmm. I don't think you get a real full life unless you have a, a full education, you know. If you're learning in some area, then you don't get the full essence of life. Right. Good. So I'd make a real hard effort to get back to school. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, Grandma, did you have a favorite doll? What was her name and what did she look like? I have a darling little doll here. You know when you say, what is her name? I don't remember what I called her. Do you remember when you had a doll? Did you name it? I didn't. I don't think I named her, but I sure loved her. This is. I had uh, this doll for Christmas. I remember playing with that one. Do you, Marilyn? Mm -hmm. And uh, I got her when I was living in Venice. And remember, we had. Uh, the, camp, the, the tree would, the Christmas tree would all, all, all be, they wouldn't uh, decorate until Christmas Eve. And we had candles on our Christmas tree. Can you believe that? That's how we didn't get kind of scary. burned <laughs> down. I don't know. But, uh, That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do. Candles on our Christmas tree. But she was my favorite doll, and I just put her away. and. This is a dress that uh, my mother, I got this from my mother, and she has, I don't know, it's all handmade, and uh, it has a slip to go with it. Hmm, that's and, pretty. You know, I don't know what happened to her, she got packed away and broke Probably her. Probably earthquake. Casualty, they didn't put it on the record. <laughs> Okay, this is for both of you. Um, what do you feel were your most difficult struggles? Struggle. Well, as a difficult struggle, you know what? We were married 40 years. We got through it pretty good, but 40 to 40 about that, we had Jones was divorced and Jim was divorced that year and that was really hard on both of us. We felt for both of them, we loved them and we want them to have to go through it, but it happens. And now, I mean, it, it seems like so many have problems like that. It seems like most families ha are affected one time or another. Well, Kathy, she had a problem. In our sweet little Kathy, you know, the divorce was really devastating to us to have you go through all that. We've been very happy. We've had our struggles and our... Well. Everybody has a good life that we've had, but no problems. So Herbie has been your biggest struggle, huh? <laughs> But uh, 
Meryl's so happy. Rosie says, you're my problem. <laughs> I don't, he's my only problem. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have to work on it. I really do, but uh, we still love each other, as you know. We do. But uh, we're so thankful that Meryl... Well, I think one, one problem in life is that when a couple gets married, the wife always tries to make over the husband. You know? Well, I, I wonder why that is. Say that again. <laughs> I wouldn't say that's true. Yeah, it could work the again. other way. Well, yeah, it actually should be both ways. Should be both ways? Yeah. <laughs> if you got a bad habit, your husband's going to help you get rid of it, yeah. right? <laughs> He's got to have bad habit. Let him keep it. <laughs> Are you telling me something? Are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> okay, we're good. I forget. This could start something. See what I mean? Yeah. You're my only problem. <laughs> oh, I know. I know that. <laughs> I have problems. I'm not that. No, you're pretty good, honey. Only you get on me about buying so damn many papers every day. He likes his paper. Well, I'm glad he likes. He's interested in the financial, you know, and he should. But uh, he just maybe three day, three a day. <laughs> I like to follow. That's all right. That's good. You don't. I like economics. You don't gamble. I'm, I'm just don't nuts about economics. That's all something you should have learned. Right, you should have. Seriously, yeah. 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 Stuff. He's good at it. If I like sex like I do economics, I'd be the world's greatest lover. <laughs> <laughs> now we're into the sex Well, how about you, Mom? Do you like sex? <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't ever get it. Well, I, I did. <laughs> sure, I didn't have anything wrong. There was nothing wrong with that. Oh, dear. <laughs> now you've heard it all. <laughs> so who uh, wanted to hear? You asked for it. That's for part it. of the miscellaneous questions. <laughs> Uh, okay, Dad, uh, who were some of your close friends over the years, and what did, did you learn from them? Oh. I don't know. I, th I think it sort of goes along with what period of time you're talking about. I think you had close friends in high school. Mm -hmm. That's the best time of your life, I believe, as far as well, maybe, I don't Making know, maybe elementary. I didn't have too many close friends in elementary, but I did in high school. You married your closest one. Yeah. And uh, after you get married, you sort of you go with the crowd that you have daily contact with or weekly contact or so forth. So you make a whole new circle of friends. Yeah. But I, I think you should be careful with the type of friends you make. But you had some couples that you two were we had, quite close with for yeah, we several had, years, uh, and still are. Well, I met a fellow down at, uh, during the war in the aircraft factory, Jim Miner. 
and while we were dancing, somebody tapped us on the shoulder and said that we were in line to enter the contest that night. So uh, we danced, and I think it was Walter Foxtrot, maybe the full. But uh, we won the, the dance contest that night. Right. I'm really surprised. That was fun. I don't know. We had a big band that played, and I don't even remember the name of the band. But uh, it was fun. And so we had a final contest the following September for all of those that had won. I have a picture of that. You have it? Group, yes. She sleeps uh, under a pillow. <laughs> you know, I have a real, I have a picture of oh, yeah, that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and, uh, I, hope you, I hope you lost it, right? No, I haven't. I've got it. <laughs> there it is. Maybe I'll take that off. Let me zoom in on it, Mom. Hold it up so you can see it. Look at the dresses. Well, we always dressed up when we went to the Civic Auditorium. Can you see that? That's great. We always dressed up. We would really wear gloves. I don't know. I imagine we did. How'd you do in this competition? 1934. Uh, 1934. We didn't win, but you know, there were so many there that had, I think that they followed the, the contest. And uh, they were beautiful gowns. <clears throat> I'll pass this around and show you the gowns were just, mine was very plain. But uh, I made it. It was fun. You can see, uh, well, I'll let you see. Is there anything for that? Okay, this is both of you. Oh. Um, what are your favorite jokes or quotes? Jokes or quotes? Quotes. Either or. Jokes and quotes. All right, Dad can tell the jokes. And now I'll give you some quotes. Okay? Um, well, this is, uh, all right, quote, sin keeps you from prayer, and prayer keeps you from sin. Life can grow perfect as you believe. Let God direct you. Be alert. Don't be on the depressing side. You are never too late to start a goal, and that was John Goddard before. Put wings on your feet and a song in your heart with God also in God. She quotes that all the time. And uh, one more, uh, you, would you like a uh, scripture? Yeah. Okay. Let Matthew 5, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. That's Matthew 5. Okay. That's very nice. Do you have a joke that you'd like to share with us? What's a joke? You want me to tell you a joke? We want a joke. Well, this is about a load of, load of hogs that's on the, mar on the way to market over Farmer John's over in Vernon, you know. And the drivers have a... Have a that accident on Highway 5 out there on Interstate 5. <clears throat> and the pigs are running all over the, all over the freeway. And the guy was trying to round them up and so forth. <clears throat> so a man coming by, he felt sorry for the driver and he 
started to hunt with him, round him up. <clears throat> he caught one, a little pig. He didn't know what to do with it after about it, because the truck was over on the side. So he put it in his car, you know. About that time, CHP came along. He said, hey, what are you doing with that pig in your car there? It's against the law. You shouldn't have that pig there. You should be in a truck. The guy said, did you, did you hear this, sir? No. The guy said, well, okay. So what am I going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Well, I don't know. He said, well, I don't think I'm going to do. He said that to the guy, you know. The guy said, okay, maybe I'll do that. So he takes off, CHP takes off, and about the same time the next day, while well, the policeman is driving down the freeway, and he says that the guy with the pig in his car, second day. He pulls him over to give him a ticket. He says, I told you, you better take that pig to the zoo. And the guy says, well, I did yesterday. Tomorrow we're going to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Dad, um, are you glad you grew up in the, up the time that you did? And how do you feel about the new technologies in this day and age? Good, good about it. I think we lived in the best time. We had the best times of any, <laughs> any of you guys. Yeah. Even with all our problems. We had a list of things that have happened in the last 50 years in technology, you know. <laughs> the inventions have come forth and there's a headway that's been made on the communications and everything else and computers. And how many, do you have that list? Tony, I know, I had it. Oh, I was but you can't believe the things that have happened in the last 60 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a television, we didn't have washing machines, we didn't have... A nylons. Nylons. We had still stockings, you know, with the seam in the back. Um. Just all kinds of things. You mm -hmm. didn't have automatic gear shift on your cars, you didn't have uh, communication, things like you do so anyway, you know, we've got a best life and then not. When you see it, when you see a lot happen. You guys are having oh. the same thing. If, you, oh, if yeah. society doesn't screw it up, it's, it's got to be a wonderful age. No, no doubt oh, about yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Well, Grandma, uh, what has been the most fulfilling accomplishment that you've worked toward in your life? Well, I worked on it as soon as I started having family. My family are the most best credit I can have. I didn't have a, a uh, I did work for a while, but not like some women. And uh, sometimes like Herb says, I should have gone and taken more 
when I got to college. I mean, I was, when I think about it, it was right here in Pasadena, just a few blocks away. So I don't know why we didn't, but we didn't. And I get that. We, we were active, I'll tell you, we were all always active in the church. Every, every, I, I was in every organization there was. Mm -hmm. And we were busy, and, and the herd was in scouting, and I was in primary, and and uh, so we didn't even think about it. We didn't have time to uh, say, "Oh, I've got to go to work." I mean, things work out. And uh, well, we didn't go out and buy uh, five rooms of furniture at one time and pay it all off and get a debt. We didn't do that. We bought second-hand furniture. And We'd buy a piece at a time. <laughs> We'd get along with the second-hand furniture. We still go out there and do a little more changing now. But I don't know. Good question. Yeah. What's, what's uh, better for you? But it worked out okay for us. Yeah, it did. Not too great. Yeah, we have a lot of friends that and beautiful homes, large homes, and everything we want, but we we're happy. We didn't seem to let it bother us. I, I think that's the main thing. We didn't. Uh, <clears throat> Don't try to keep up with the Joneses all the time. Get yourself so bad and that you can't pay for it. <clears throat> okay, um, this is for what uh, What What was the first card that you owned? First card that we owned, we bought. That's interesting. We lived on uh, Howard, right Howard, just above here, and uh, that was when we had Marilyn. And we, um, let's see now. We bought a Chevrolet. Oh, that's right. We bought a Chevrolet. A new Chevrolet. It cost nine hundred dollars, Debbie. It cost us nine hundred dollars, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> that was our first car. <laughs> and then it was interesting. When we went to, uh, moved on to Belmont, we borrowed on our car to put the down payment on our house. $250. That's why. $250. Okay, Dad, what, what financial advice would you have us all know for a successful future? <clears throat> well, the first thing I think you should do is get all the knowledge you can by going to school, night school or college, about how to handle money and uh, what to what the purpose of money is all about. You know, mm -hmm. you can walk in and pay ten percent. <clears throat> go buy a car and pay 10% or 11% interest on it, and you don't think <coughs> anything about the 1% over the market. But over the period of the, of the article you're buying, it really adds up. And if you watch what you're doing, you know, you, you're a lot better off financially. <coughs> I think every boy should have a 
course of marketing and how to hunt him when especially uh, family finances. Well, it's good for women too. It's good for women, you bet it is. Kind of a necessity for both. You never yeah. know, you never know when you're going to have to take care of your money yourself. Right, right. What, um, what kind of pets did you have? And what, were your, what was your favorite one? Aww. <laughs> Say that again. Can you say that louder? Yeah. What, what kind of pets did you have? And which one was your favorite one? Friends? Pets. Pets. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mom. <laughs> Here. We had three, let's see, where is Lucky? <laughs> we had three dogs and a, and a Lucky cat. <laughs> and we loved all of them. Darling. Our first was a little uh, um, cocker spaniel, a little black one, and that was Marilyn's baby. It was only horrible to me. Just a pup? Just a pup. Was, was that Sparky? Him. That was Duke. Dukey. Duke. Duke. He was black. Black. And he had uh, cataracts on his eyes. And uh, I think we had, had them removed, had them removed one but they came back. So we had friends. I think the worst part of pets is you get so attached to them. Yeah. Like a family member. Yeah. And if anything happens to them, like, yeah. it takes a, a long time to get over it. That is. And then the next one was la, uh, Lady. Oh, what a beautiful cat. A dog that was. Uh, lady was uh, a blonde cocker, thoroughbred. And Dad brought it. Didn't you bring it home? How old was he? Not very old. Somebody gave it to me. In the market. In the market. Six months? Something like that. I have a darling picture of lady with the family. I'll have to give it to you. And then we had our little uh, Sparky. And Sparky was uh, blonde to Maryland. Sparky was something else. When she moved, when you, well, it was your dad, your darling dog. Your dad named him, and he was, and that was the right name for him. Cute dog. I remember seeing him in a movie or a picture that he was jumping up in a, in a cornfield or? Mm -hmm. like some, just mm -hmm. the regular. The cornfields. Fields. Jumping up and How down. How was the, it was the wheat field. The wheat. Mm -hmm. Darling. He never got over it. He never and got over that wildness. He was, <laughs> he was in an accident. Wasn't he hit by a car? Right down here. Our neighbors. Down by our neighbors. It's getting hot and everybody's shifting. <laughs> That's a hot spot. Were you about to? Yeah, and that was uh, <laughs> the last dog. I'm and then we had Lucky. The cat. You want me to tell about Lucky? I think you tell about Lucky. <laughs> Do I have to? Should I tell it real quick? <laughs> Why don't you? <laughs> Well, Lucky came to our house with, with his mother and four little kittens. And, uh, brothers and sisters. It. Four little brothers and sisters. And Dad doesn't like cats, so uh, we had to get rid of all of them, I thought. So we gathered up the, the mother and the two cats, and one ran away. So Cassie, Cassie we left one running around the wild. It was wild in the yard. So when we came back, that little cat had to be fed. And so Lucky was a lucky <laughs> he was the last one. Was lucky. I fed him. 
Where is he? Show him off. Come on, Lucky. Where is he? He's just here. In shade. Yeah, he's just here. here. Anyway, he's about 24 inches long. Oh my gosh. The mean is the 24 inches. Kathy won't have anything to do with it. Kathy hates that little cat. I don't hate him. No. He doesn't like me very much. Okay, what else? Okay. In, in your golden years, what gives you pleasure, pleasure and satisfaction? In my what years? It's golden. Oh. Is it golden years of satisfaction? <laughs> <laughs> we wondered about that. <laughs> Is it golden? Well, I guess it, we should call it golden when we can see so many grandkids growing up. I can't believe all the kids that are in the family now. And uh, when we're up to Steve, the farewell for the missionaries, all his, his big family, and uh, then we all get together. You're you lucky. Know, the thing about families, they change all the time. You don't realize it, but they change constantly. Every day, every day a family changes. You know that? You got new members coming in, members going out, new situations. New jobs. Yeah. One continuous change. change. Yeah. For sure. We ought to move. Chubb needs to get in the shade. Chubb over there. <laughs> you wanted to read to us? Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. That's a good cue. Well, okay. Well, this is, you know, I was reading this and I didn't realize how pretty my wedding was. And it was at the Wee Kirk at the Heather in, in Glendale. Speak up. I'm okay. All right, it says, Wee Kirk scene of, of wedding ceremony. Pasadena couple on honeymoon trip to Balboa. Well, there's another change in that. You know, we did go to Balboa. We went to Laguna. Because uh, when uh, President Grant was down here, um, he and uh, our bishop, Summers, were friends, and he was down here about that time. So, you know, our bishop told it was the bishop's uh, beach house that we were going to go to in Balboa. But... Uh, he said, well, he was sorry that he was letting President Grant take the beach house that, at that time. And so he told us this just before our honeymoon. Well, and so that's why we went to Laguna. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brent, the I'll, day before. I'll, the oh, day before. Kind so of I'll, I'll, uh, I'll blame President uh, Grant. <laughs> but anyway, we still went to the beach. And it's, so this is a little bit about our honeymoon in our wedding. At the picturesque Wee Kirk of the Heather, Miss Rosa Reese, daughter of Mr. and Mrs. John T. Reese, 142 South Holliston Avenue, and Herbert W. Clausen, son of Mr. and Mrs. Chris Clausen, were married Wednesday evening at 6 o'clock. The bride wore white lace made empire style with short train and a fingertip tulle veil with seated pearl Julia cap. Her bouquet was of roses and 
Lombardia. The matron of honor was Mrs. Frances Bruner, who was for blue taffeta, made a tunic style with blue taffeta turban. She carried pink sweet peas and a baby breath. Miss oh, Joy Reese and Miss Dorothy Reese were bridesmaids and, were, and each wore peach organza over taffeta with a matching hat and each carried blue delphinium and baby breath. Marianne Baker was a flower girl and wore green taffeta. Bishop Ray Summers of the Pasadena Ward of the, of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints performed the ceremony, and Ben Clausen was best man with Robert Reese and Al Clough ushering. Roland Dig Diggle was organist, and Miss Dorothy Reese sang I Love You Truly and Because. The bride attended John Muir Technical High School and the bridegroom went to Santa Monica High School. Mr. and Mrs. Clausen had been on a wedding sojourn at Balboa Beach. Oh, oh nice. That sounds nice. very yes, pretty. It <laughs> well, it doesn't look nice, doesn't it? Yeah. I bet that was pretty. It was so pretty. I bet it was beautiful. I didn't have any pictures. Pictures. Yeah. Mm, no pictures. Did we have a camera? We didn't take a break. We didn't have cameras. 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 I feel like that uh, keep themselves in tune with their Heavenly Father every day. And you can't go wrong if you start your day with a prayer and close to And for worldly, you know, you're part of the world, but you don't have to go along with the teaching and with the things that are going on in the world. Okay? Good advice. Yeah. Excellent. Is there anything you want to add, add to it? I'll be the signature, second signature to that. <laughs> Very good. So we we'll have two that. signatures on that document. Um, we would like you to bear your testimony if you would like to. Yeah. I would love to. I have a strong testimony in the church. And I really, uh, I think I, I received this when I was... Uh, Growing up, teaching in the primary and being with my young children as they grew up. And I decided that I knew what I wanted for them, and I was going to stay with the church <coughs> and do all the things which I felt was good for me and my family. And I know the church is true. I have a strong testimony. I can say it is true. Um, I guess I been in it so long and, and uh, the way the world is around you, you thank God that I have the gospel and uh, know that uh, someone is there to help me every day. I know that uh, Jonah Smith is a true prophet and uh, I think they're coming, are being proved now that 
like the word of wisdom. And uh, all these things are coming around me, and the world is finding out more about our church, how, what a great church it is. And then I went to visit a missionary last week to see him off, and it was There were a thousand missionaries that day, and they uh, just think that's a thousand just for the one week, and they come in every Wednesday, and uh, I'm just proud of my missionaries. We have five missionaries in our, our family, uh, and we, I went to, I had a, I'm okay, we had a doctor appointment uh, just yesterday. And uh, we were telling him about our missionaries, and he said, oh, that's too much, isn't it? Uh, two years. Oh, that's not right. But you know, it's a foundation for these young men for their whole life. I could see it in Jim, and I can see it in Steve, and maybe it takes a lot of their away from their home, but uh, they're growing up, learning to be stronger in their beliefs. So I love all of you, and you know I tell you that it is true. And I'm thankful for my darling husband. I'm not here. You said that already. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has been. He's my support all the way through. <laughs> anyway, I, I ask, I ask the blessing on all of us, the whole family, and uh, just stick together and, and uh, remember that. We love you, everyone. Love you. And I ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Very good, Reggie. Well, I... I'm proud of you. You know how I feel, Reggie. Well, you know in life, I think, we have to make decisions every day. And I think you have to decide what you want to do with your life. What your values are going to be, what, what you will do and what you won't do. What your... Uh, code of ethics and morals are, and I think that the church helps us to go on a guideline and do what we're supposed to do. So the closer you are to the church, the better off you are, because you have a helpmate there all the time. <clears throat> you know, the church isn't everything, but it's a vehicle for you to, to help you to live your life in a proper way. I think you get uh, you get radical about things, but if you stay on the main line and have a goal in mind and, and do the things that you know in your higher right, that's what you're supposed to do. And I think that the church helps everybody do that. I think that it's helped us raise our family. Well, we just automatically... I, I don't know of any, any problems in our family, really, I don't. We just automatically get ready to go. I'll tell you, um, over the years, you've heard the choir, and we used to hear the choir on a little loudspeaker in our house in 1928 or 9, when was it, a long time ago. But to think, the first thing I do now, and I guess I've had a habit, most of the time is to turn that on in the morning and it sort of sets the tone for, for, for the whole day. I won't say every Sunday, but I most of the time I, I love to hear that and 
In fact, when I come out and work in the yard, I have that feeling. Am I fanatic? <laughs> no, not at all. That and candles. <laughs> it's fun. Well, today is your 59th wedding anniversary, and in closing, um, is there anything else that you want to add? Yes, I want to add something. I want to thank all of you for taking the time and the effort to put this together for us today, because I know by doing so, I want to record it, all the kids are going to have it. It's an idea of a light, what we stand for, what we think by standing for certain values, why it's going to help him. I want to thank Kathy and Steve, Chubb and Marilyn for coming down, Debbie for the effort she makes. It's just been a beautiful day for me. And then thanking you and then thanking Steve's family. Uh, this past week has been so showing to us. And then our three little girls up there in Washington. And uh, I guess the whole family meant so much to us. We've tried to be a good example to all of you. And you have been. You have been. We love the fun we've had. The New Year's and the, the New Year's and the Easter's and Thanksgiving. Even if you get your cards all the way on New Year's, you can still work. He's got having a mom. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you that taking the time. That was a special New Year's, wasn't it? That was very special New Year's. That was. You guys got married the next day, didn't you? Two days later. Two days later. Mm -hmm. And then did I say anything about Mark and, and Linda and what a special trip that was up there? Yeah, they they, they all went. They went all out for me, for us. Yeah, they yeah, did. They did. It was fun. And we have some beautiful pictures. So is the uh, party over with? That's it. <laughs> we love you. We love, love you. you. Bye. Bye, Steve. Yeah. P.S. Here's the Bible that my mother used to read stories to us as a young child, and at night when we'd go to bed, well, she read out of this book the stories, and they were so very impressive to me. Um, not every, maybe not every single night, but throughout the, the years that we would read this book. And you can see it's got a lot of rare material. And I'm going to try and get it found. Do you know what year that's from? Um, 20. It doesn't say, the front of it is torn. Um, it was probably the, uh, the 25 or 1925. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Have you always had it? Yes, Marilyn. I've never, I've never seen it. Yeah. Well, I haven't had it. No, I have another Bible that I used to read, and uh, this was Kuwait. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's really special. Oh, I know why. Because when Mother died, I helped Dorothy um, clean out her room and all, and I think I took the bike. That's probably what happened. Probably. Yeah. That's what happened.
Okay, say goodbye again. <laughs> Bye again. Bye. Love you. Bye, Steve. Hi everyone, this is Kathy. Uh, you know, just finished listening to this fun audio of um, Grandma and Grandpa back in 1995. I can't even believe it's been that long. It's gone so fast, but what a wonderful day that was. I actually remember it like it was yesterday, and um, it was just always so much fun being at Grandma and Grandpa's house. Always filled with so much laughter and fun and love, and I have to say, they just always made you feel special. So um, I do miss them, but hopefully this little piece of audio will will just um, show what amazing people they were and kind of get those who've never met them to, to um, know them like I did. So anyways, I hope you all have a wonderful Merry Christmas and an incredible 2019. I love you all so much. You all have such a special place in my heart. Love you guys.